Okay. All right, guys. So today I got um, my good friend and client, Dakota Rice, over here. Dakota is a um, local young real estate investor. He's 25. Um, the reason I wanted to have him on is because he's investing in real estate at a young age, and there's very few of us doing that. And I think it's really cool. He's also, and I almost feel cool like being around you sometimes because he's a bull rider. So I'm like, yeah, my friend's a bull rider. Watch out, bro. Um, it's pretty cool, by the way. Never met anybody else that does that. Thank so, you. Um, Dakota, just tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do. All right. So I grew up in Idaho, uh -oh. and I came all the way out to Nebraska for college. And Mistake. I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> like you said, the uh, whole bull riding thing is kind of what brought me out. So bull riding brought you to Nebraska? Yes. Okay, we were just talking before the podcast, and you told me you went to Shatteron. I was curious if Shatteron had like a bull riding community. Yep. I could see that. So. so I first started in North Platte, okay. and I was on a rodeo scholarship there. And then I transferred into Shadron and rode for the rodeo team there, too. You're on a rodeo scholarship? Yep. That seems like kind of a baller move, huh? Well, <laughs> anybody can do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> no, it was, uh, bull riding's really gave me a lot of really cool things in life. Uh, it's provided me opportunities to go all over the United States. Yeah. And, um, you have a, what is that, Oregon Rodeo Days? Uh, Ogden. Uh, Pioneer Days. Yeah. Okay. So this this has from um, Ogden, Utah. Ogden, Utah. Okay. Went there last summer. The summer oh, I see. Now. I thought I said Oregon. So, yeah. What With, else do you think it did for you? I think it built confidence in you and stuff too? Yeah. Yeah. And... And really, why I came out to Nebraska was a lot to help with that, just with the coaches that were at the two oh, colleges okay. I went to. Um, the first one was actually a world champion bull rider. Dang. And um, so this really ties into um, helping me out with the business side of investing now, yeah. too, is because um, being a world champion, he knows how to ride bulls, but he also he, he used bull riding as a business to uh, um to get the money and then use the money wisely. Did he like invest in real estate? Yep. Oh, really? He did. Interesting. Yep. So that and was like your first like introduction to that. Yeah. And huh. and he doesn't invest in uh, like uh, res residential uh, housing or uh, yeah. he does uh, farmland. So he's down in North Platte and he's got quite a bit of farmland down Where's there. Where's North Platte? It's kind of right in the center of Nebraska. Okay. It's like right between Lincoln and Denver. Okay. Okay. So, so he, that was your nowhere. first little taste into someone that invests. Yeah, right. Is exactly. That what you're okay. Yep, and just making smart choices in general, and because uh, bull riding is kind of it's well, it's a it's a professional sport. Yeah. And there's a lot of opportunity to make money fast, and typically when it's also a what do you mean? Like how is there an opportunity to make money fast? How do you make money in bull riding? So in bull riding, you go to a rodeo, you pay an entry fee. Um, if you're uh, at a like a college rodeo, uh, we paid entry fees there. Too. Well, what's like an entry fee? What does that cost? Uh, it, it depends on the rodeo. It depends on where you're at. So like in college, it, it costs right around 75 or somewhere around oh, there. That's not bad. Okay. Um, you go to like a pro rodeo, it's going to be anywhere between 120 to 220. Can anybody enlist or do you have to have like a proven record? Uh, kind of. They they do. Uh, they give you a permit first, and then you got to win a certain amount, and then you get your card. And okay. then once you get your card, your money's going towards the world standings. Okay. So, and then, uh, man, I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, so you were talking <laughs> about you were talking about making money from bull riding. Oh yeah, because yeah. uh, college rodeo it, it's not set up in the NCAA. 
so they're not okay. regulated by all the the rules that you see like college football and um like to where you can't make money you mean yeah where <laughs> okay. they're not okay. giving all their players money for yeah, selling yeah, yeah, the jerseys yeah. and stuff yep. so in college rodeo we actually were able to make money and that was pretty cool that is pretty cool so. did you make money during college yeah i made okay. some i mean it's not a lot uh you, you win a rodeo a couple you, hundred bucks here yeah, and there you win a couple hundred bucks yeah, yeah. you win a whole rodeo you only win a couple hundred bucks yep usually depends on the rodeo that sucks, man. What? You go there and you risk death for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, and technically, I mean, if you're on scholarship, you're making money for your, that's true. your tuition. Yeah, your, that's true. And your room and board. And Did you get a full ride for it? Uh, I got all my tuition paid for. Okay. Yeah. They can't give you full rides anymore, can they? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. They, they There's probably some colleges that can. Is, well, my girlfriend, got more money. my girlfriend got a um, running scholarship, and she said that she, whenever she did it, they weren't able to give out full rides anymore. But, like, she got, like, 98% paid for. So she had, like, $1,000 a year or, like, $500 a year or yeah. something stupid. You know what I mean? Enough. Yeah. <laughs> but they couldn't technically give a full ride. I was like, Oh, okay. sure. Yeah. So how else do you make money? So you only make a couple hundred bucks from Rodeo. That's not fast money. Nope. How else do you make money? Oh, I worked my butt off when I was in college. Uh, a lot of the time I was working close to full time uh, while going to college. So I'd wake up, and if I had a nerd, I'd, I'd pick all my classes to yep. where – I could have a good work schedule around them. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. um, most people don't like to have an early class when they're in college, but I actually had quite a few of them. Yeah. Because then I could go what to What is that early class? How early? Um, like those 8 a.m. classes. Okay. So those are kind of the early ones. But then uh, you could go to work at like 10 or sometimes yeah. you'd have to wait till noon. We could still work. Yeah, you could still work the rest Six of the day. to eight hours that day. Yeah. So That's not bad. Yep. And then homework after that or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then bull riding when? What would you bull ride? Uh, well, <laughs> in between. Yeah. So, okay. uh, like when I was in, when I was in Shadron, I'd go to class, go to work, come back for practice. And then the next day I'd, if we, depending on how the practice schedule was set up, um, I was really lucky down there. I had a really awesome couple that owned a ranch. And, um, so I worked for them and they oh, really sweet. worked with my schedule Yeah. and that really helped get me through. So that's awesome. What was your plan with bull riding? What did you want to do with it? Uh, I, I think everybody's dream is to make the NFR or make the PBR finals if you're in bull riding. So is that how and you really make money? Is you make it to those? Or yeah. Why? Okay. What yeah. do you get if you win? Money. Some major stuff. Do you know? Uh, like a a big rodeo. Yeah, or? huge yeah. rodeo, like the biggest rodeos. What do you make from that? Yeah, if you go to like Cheyenne Frontier Days, that's a yeah. pretty popular one around okay. here. It's actually a, a lot of. Um, do pros go to that one? Oh yeah, it's a. Were pros at the one here? That I saw that I saw yeah yep okay yep so there's certain rodeos are just uh, professional rodeos are part of the PRCA and so those ones only professionals or people that have their pro card can enter it okay and so like the Rapid City Stock Show here you see in the Black Hills that's gonna be a professional rodeo so you have your pro card yep I did this so, last year so you're yep. you were technically it. A professional bull rider. Yeah, technically. That's badass. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's going on the title of this podcast. <laughs> professional bull rider. Okay. Yeah. Or ex-professional, whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Semi-retired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so sorry. Frontier Days, you got to get your pro card to get in. What do you make from it? Yep, you win that one. Uh, probably somewhere around twenty-five, depending on how you place in the 25000 Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Okay, that makes more sense. Yep. So but, if you win four a year, yeah, you're sitting pretty. Yep, and this year to get into the NFR and the bull riding, it took right around one hundred eleven thousand dollars for fifteenth place. They talk, they take the top fifteen. The last guy to get in, I think, was right around one hundred eleven. Okay. So you'd have to win 
four and four major rodeos like that to and make then, it in and, then and that's the 15th others, yeah so top 15 get in yep gotcha and okay. that's gonna be here in december and what happens if you win that one uh, you win a lot of money. Okay. So the guy that wins the the world in the bull riding will probably make somewhere around four hundred and fifty grand. That's pretty sweet. Okay. So. Still don't think I think it's there's easier sports to make money in. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> if you're gonna go pro in a sport, man, yeah. why risk your life in a bull kicking you in the nuts? You know what I mean? No yeah. thanks. But what's your craziest story riding a bull? Ooh, man. I don't know. Any near death experiences or anything like that? I'm sure there has been. But. Yeah. Uh when I was in high school, actually, um, I came off a bull and I got bucked off real fast, and so um, it didn't make me feel any better when I finally woke up. But uh, <laughs> knocked you out? Oh yeah, dang! I just I, I fell off and landed on my shoulder, and my head hit the ground Smacked just right and yeah. knocked me out. But I was out for uh, right around 23 minutes. Dang! And I didn't wake up until they were transferring me into a second ambulance at the interstate to take me into Missoula. So that dang. that they took me in. Gave me a couple scans and stuff. No concussion? Well, I'm sure I had a concussion. Yeah, I was about to say you had to, yeah. I was having, like, seizures and stuff in the arena, so they wanted to get everything checked out with my spine and stuff. It ended up being all right, so I was really thankful for that. Dang. So no crazy stories? you Uh, got to have some. You ride bulls, man. I don't know. (laughs) Should have gave me some time to think about this. (laughs) Yeah, my bad, my bad. (laughs) Didn't tell you I was going to ask you that. I didn't even think about it. tell you, one of the... Well, the scariest things is uh, coming off a bull, getting the air knocked out of you, and then seeing the bull looking at you oh, and shit, thinking you yeah. now have to run away from oh, it. Oh, my God, yeah. Bull <laughs> you, does not like you, man. You, you think yeah. you're going to die because you can't breathe, and then you think you're going to die because you're about to get run at over. You. Yeah, that's a primal moment, yeah. right? You got this giant animal just like looking at you like, all right, yeah. bro, you've been messing with me too long. <laughs> it's over. That's crazy, yeah. dude. There's been some scary times, but... Really, it's been good, and and like I said, it it's given me so much through life. Just being able, um, because with rodeos you got to travel, yeah, and see a lot of new places. You see meet so a lot of many places, and the rodeo community is one of a kind. It's one of the only sports that I've I've played a lot of sports, mm-hmm. and it, it's the only one where I know you can go into a completely different state uh, with people you don't even know. What they're going to treat you like family, invite you over to stay really? the night just because they know you're out of town. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. So. It's almost it's like the one of the one things that has never changed with time. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I hadn't been to a rodeo since I was like ten until this year, whenever yeah. I went. Um and I was like watching it all and I was watching the you know, the girls out there on the horses with flags for advertisement. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And the guy that's in the box speaking with radio, I'm like, that's probably how they did it in the fifties. Yeah. It's probably exactly the same. You know, and I kind of like that. It's just getting that bigger it hasn't now. Changed. Yeah, is it getting bigger? Well, well, the money's getting bigger, and so Good. the advertisements are getting bigger. Yeah. And, uh, if if you if you look at like the PBR, it's it's a, it's a show. So is the PBR headquarters in Pueblo, Colorado? I believe so. Because that's right. I list you live in Pueblo. Yep. And I saw PBR everywhere. I didn't pay attention to it really. I think it is. Um, is it? I, I'm okay. not. That sure. sounds right to me. I've like, never, I feel like it's there. I've never rode in the PBR. Okay. And so I've I've never tried to like get on tour. Is there like so. two different? segments of bull riding there's like pbr and then the other one you said i don't exactly so there's the prca and then the pbr prc prca it's professional rodeo cowboys association okay and that's what you rode in yeah gotcha so that's going to be like um most hometown rodeos around the country that are the professional level level okay Okay. they're going to be a prca rodeo prca and then if you go to like a pbr event um you'll know it's pbr event because 
they'll tell you it's a PBR event. Yeah, <laughs> they make sure you know, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so you're bull riding in college. Um, you're originally going to school for what? So when I went to North Platte, I went to school for fire science technology, be a firefighter. Firefighter, yeah. Yeah. And uh, decided you want to do that, right? Yeah, I decided uh, partly way through that I didn't want to go in people's houses the rest of my life and have to deal with some of the stuff that the firefighters and EMTs have to deal with. Yeah. And so I chose to uh, finish up that degree and at least get it. That way I wasn't wasting my time. And uh, then I went, transferred into Shadron. And that's where I started uh, getting second degree. my second degree for uh, teaching math. Okay. So. so when you went to Shadron is when you met the guy that was investing, right? Or was he in Platte? He was in North Platte. He was in North Platte. He was Platte. my coach okay. in North okay. Platte for the first two years of college. So. Okay. Yeah. So when you went to Shadron, what was your thought process? What you were going to do? You were going to be a teacher? Yeah, that was kind of the plan uh, was to be a teacher. And kind of my idea was uh, to hit the rodeo trail pretty hard eventually and I knew that if I was a teacher, I'd at least have the summers off. And yeah. So, so that would work really summer. well because the summer runs a pretty big run in rodeo. So. Is it? Yeah. I gotcha. Okay, so you're going to Shatteron, and then when did that first hit you that you wanted to do some investing? Well, first year I was in Shatteron, I stayed in the dorms, and like I said, I had a scholarship for my tuition. Yep. But I didn't put my room and board. Yep. And uh, when I was in North Platte, I did some extra things, and it was cheaper, so I had enough money to just pay my uh, the couple hundred dollars right. that didn't get covered by uh, my scholarship School, yeah. there. But when I got the Shattern, the room and board was enough to where I had to take out a loan. And, to do it? Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't like that, and I saw how much I was, I guess you could say, losing yeah. by having to live in their dorm and not not having the time to go work and stuff. And that was the, the one year that I didn't work as much. And I was kind of just trying to focus on um, the, the rodeo team and um, my schooling because Shadron was actually quite a bit harder school-wise than yeah. North Platte. And uh, so after that year, my second, third year at Shadron, I moved off campus and I got, that's when I started working a lot more. And uh, so I was paying my, my way uh to live basically yeah gotcha. so i wasn't taking out more loans makes sense yeah and so i i actually ended college with the only student loans i had were from that one year from my room and board how much was it right around eleven thousand dollars for one year of room and board yeah that's pretty ridiculous yep wow <laughs> that's why I, but that's not too bad after yeah. two degrees 11 grand yep that's pretty sweet that's pretty smart so and i've already got quite a bit of it paid down now so yeah. Okay. So you are in Shadron. You're now on your own. Um, pretty interesting that you had got two degrees like that. It's interesting to me. Yeah. But do you like school? Did you like doing school? It was okay. I hate it, man. Uh, towards the end, I was I was so tired of it. Or and, I bet you were. And then I was like, man, I'm getting an education degree. This is going to be my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was legit. Like, oh man. <laughs> so kind of. So you start a firefighter. Decide you want to do that. Right. Yeah. You're now in your teaching degree. At what point did you decide you didn't want to be a teacher? Uh, probably after I started teaching. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the last semester of teaching is your uh, student teaching, and you actually go into a, um, 
a school at yep. whatever grade level you have your degree in, and you pretty much teach underneath a teacher. Okay. And so me, I chose to go on to the reservation here because they have a shortage of teachers, and I knew that I could actually apply for a teaching job. So that's what I did. Okay. I applied for a middle school uh, math teaching job there. Uh, they didn't have any other applicants, and so they said, you're hired. <laughs> and so I I actually got paid for that semester, which normally you you still have to pay the school for yeah. your student teaching semester yeah. of college. But you also got paid. You also got to pay for where you're living. You got to pay for your food and everything. Right. And you don't get paid by the school you're teaching at. But for me, I you chose to go that route. It's a little bit tougher. Um, but... You got it, got paid for it. That's right. That's and pretty that's sweet. What was, that's pretty cool. That's why I want to do it. Yeah, that's smart. Okay, so you got that, and so once you started teaching, you were like, "I'm done with this," or what? Well, yeah, it was it was kind of tough teaching down there. Um, There's a lot of things that were very different for me, and um, I, I really enjoyed being there. And there was a lot of things I took away from being there uh, just just valuable things for life, and just knowing about. Uh, just a different culture and stuff. Yeah, like I think I that's said, valuable. It's, it's a yeah. reservation, and you know, not a lot of people, I think, have been on um, reservations around the yeah. United States. But um, it's just, it's really cool seeing like how important culture is there. But it's also just, it's just different from like um, the culture I've grown up in. Right, my whole of course. Life. And, yeah. And so that was tough on me. Uh, but while I was there teaching, I. I lived down on the reservation by myself, so I was an hour and 15 minutes from Rapid. I was an hour from Shadron, and yep. those are about the only two towns that you can do anything in yeah. in the whole area. And so, I mean, you can't just spend two hours of driving any of those days you're teaching, so you got to wait till a weekend. Yeah. So during the week, I had a lot of free time when I wasn't doing grading papers or stuff, and I really started getting into uh, reading some uh, books and a lot of uh, real what estate tr- what triggered books. you to like read a read a real estate investing book? Uh, it it, it kind of go back to uh, when I decided I want to move off campus and okay. and I started renting and when I started renting and I was like, man, I'm just throwing money away every month. Yep. Um, and I was like, I don't I don't want to do this because I mean that's one of your that's most people's biggest expense is their their mortgage or their yep. rent it's wherever they're living and i was seeing that and i was like i'm spending a lot of money every month i mean for me it honestly wasn't too bad living at shatter and the rent there was cheap compared yeah. to other places right i mean there's probably going to be people listening to this that would slap me if they yeah, probably heard three to five grand a month in rent yeah, yeah other places <laughs> yeah but uh so i just realized that i didn't want to throw money away anymore and uh so there I was like, well, I need a, I need to buy a house or something. To be, actually, put my money into something. And, I'm gonna uh, see a return at the school. When well, you were at the, when you were at the school, or when this is when you were at Shatteran. Oh, uh, so it's kind of like right at the end of my college, and okay. right before I headed over to start teaching. Okay. Gotcha. And I was like, man, I need a, I need to buy something. And so, I was actually contemplating buying something right before I went to go teach. Okay. But it. I didn't have any money. Right. <laughs> I, I really didn't have any knowledge yet. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know I didn't know the steps. Yeah. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to ask. I didn't know who to talk to. And so that's when I started getting online and 
researching researching some stuff and i that's where i found uh bigger pockets and um i listened to a couple of their podcasts and i started reading some books that were recommended and yep so hmm. once i started reading those books i was like yep Real that's what i'm gonna do investing is what i'm gonna do that's cool so okay so i'm trying to think of this timeline here so you go to school there because we met when at what point were you at are you you were done with school when I met you? So or were I not done. Yep. So I graduated in December. And of eighteen. Of nineteen. Had to be eighteen. It's nineteen right now. You meant eighteen. You're right. You got you. <laughs> <laughs> so December of eighteen, you graduated. Yep. Okay. And then you met me in January. So this is right after you graduated. You met. Yep. Yeah, you got met it. me a month after I graduated. Okay. Okay. But you were still at the school at the time. Yeah. I got was. It. Yep. And so after I did that. Because they hired me on as a teacher, I got to do the full year. Okay. And so I was still teaching when I came to Rapid to ride in the stock show. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then you, after the school year was over, that's when you stopped teaching there. Exactly. Gotcha. Yep. So it had been this last May. Okay. Um, so moving forward, so since then you've got your first basically investment property slash house for you and your wife, right? Yep. You got married since then. Yep. Um, it's been a busy summer. Yeah, I bet. We were just talking earlier before the podcast started about how we have this idea of how easy it is to renovate houses and then it's a pain in the ass because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we both i mean we bought a house around this similar time when did you guys end up closing i don't remember we closed august uh september 12th I september think. 12th okay yep. um so september 12th you got your first house for 25 what's your plan moving forward uh in, in the investing side first of all well first first of all i I want to get this house finished up yeah, as no far joke. as the yeah. rehab stuff we're doing on it. But uh, How much you got left? Uh, we got the downstairs. So I, I okay. actually just started digging the hole for the egress window Sweet. Uh, yesterday, the day before. And so I'm working on that. And then uh, uh, so the house we bought, we, going back to knowing that our, knowing my uh, living expense is the biggest expense I have every month. Yeah. We, I, I talked my wife into being okay with buying a property with a separate unit so that we could rent it out and supplement our mortgage Yeah. so we wouldn't have to spend as much. Yeah, I will honestly free. say be thankful that she is the way she is. I know. She is I'm very, very like, she's her. very like, yeah. yeah, whatever, whatever you want, you know, we'll do it. And she sees like, a, she sees the vision, I think. Yeah. That's what I catch anyways from being around you guys. She sees the vision as willing to like yeah. go down the path with you. So it's pretty cool. And, and it wasn't that way at, f at first. I and, bet, yeah. And over time, I I think I talked about it enough. Where yeah. <laughs> she's she's like, like, okay, I got it. Fine, yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm very thankful for my wife, Destiny. Yeah. She's been a trooper. And, yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't be where we are if she wouldn't allow yeah. us to. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, this, you wouldn't so. be. So you talked uh, her into that, and then. Yep, so so we got a property that's, the the basement is separate. It's a separate entrance um, and a separate level from yep. the top. And so uh, we got moved into the top, and we're going to start working on the basement. basement so we can get it rented out. It's awesome. Yeah, I think it's so smart to go that route. I mean, we've had so many of these conversations. But um, for people that are, like, listening, I think obviously me and you are no, nowhere near experts. But I think the yeah. basics of it are you buy a property that you can live in and rent out. And if you're a single dude or girl – so much easier. Oh my gosh! If you could get a three bedroom, if you could buy your house, it's two bedroom upstairs, right? Yep. And legit live in the living room mm -hmm. <laughs> on the couch or something. 
rent out your two bedrooms and downstairs, you can make money to live at a house. Yeah. And everybody else is paying it off for you. Yeah. If you're if you're fine with having a roommate. Yeah. Or two. Rent. Yeah. Rent yeah. out the rent out the room the extra yeah. rooms you got. Yeah. Buy a three or four bedroom house. If I wasn't with my girlfriend, I would 100% live in my living room or yeah. my office and rent out the Airbnb bedrooms. Airbnb or something. Yeah. I'd rent out all. No, I'd probably just rent out the bedrooms to Some college buddies. students or something. Yeah. You know. Because I'm never, I would never be there anyway, so I wouldn't care, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I'd make money off my house. That's what I would do. Yeah. But unfortunately, no can do at the moment. Um, yeah. No, I think that's the smartest way to go. And then if you can't do that, the next best thing is what you're doing, yeah. which is you buy something up and down, rent out the basement. Yeah. Yeah. It's like ideal, it really is. Yep. And then, what's crazy to me is, if you guys were paying rent for a house the same, you'd probably be paying twelve hundred ish a month for the same house. Yeah. And your mortgage, I'm guessing, is around a thousand. Yeah, it's just over a thousand. Yeah, like a thousand twenty or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's with taxes and insurance. Yeah, right? that's all of it included. So you're paying less than you would for a rental already. Yeah, and you own it, and the appreciation's insane right now, yeah. especially where you're at. Yeah, you we, guys, you guys got on a sweet side of town for yeah, the price. We we bought in a really uh, nice area of town. Yeah. We tried to get something that was a little run down that we yeah. have to fix up a little bit, and so. We had a hell of a process, yeah. didn't we? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we started – when did we start legitimately looking at houses? I want to say March or something like that. Yeah. Well, February or March probably. Because that Saturday after you met me, we met and kind of went over That's what right. we were looking for. That's right. And from – And I think we might have seen a house like the next weekend. Yeah. So maybe it January. Either, it was either the next day or it was the next weekend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was the next day. Yeah. You're right. So we met up the next day. Yeah, because yeah. remember I had already – I already had a list. Of yeah, a you had like thirty. Can we of them go see these. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's funny, man. So we literally started looking in January. Yeah. That's disgusting January how long that took. I know. Dang. So January to September. I'm surprised you still have my phone or number. Dude, I like people. You know how many times people said that to me? Like, man, I'm surprised he still works with me. And I'm like, that's kind of like, I don't know. It's weird to think that somebody wouldn't stick it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like, doesn't matter to me. We should have kept track yeah. of how many houses you had to show us. <laughs> that was a lot. You know, honestly, I only think I'm. My guess is 15. Max. Probably. It probably wasn't that many. You yeah. know what I mean? 15's a lot, but um, it's not that bad. Yeah. Could have been worse for Could've. sure. Yeah. yeah. Though what sucks, the main part is we were in that one house for almost two months. Yeah. Under contract for almost two months, and then it fell apart. Yeah, that was a crazy yeah. deal. Be careful, don't get a shitty lender. Um, <laughs> not not gonna name yeah. names here, but yeah. You got to be careful with who you get for a lender, for sure. And um, a realtor. Yeah, yeah that's true. We were fortunate to have you and, and Carrie in our corners. So. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I don't think it's hard to like sell the value of it if if you are a realtor. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it just sounds like you're trying to sell yourself. Yeah. But which I mean, I guess I am in a way. Mm-hmm. But there is a giant value to having somebody that actually has your back yep. too, because you could get screwed in so many ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so we got. I think we got pretty lucky with how it all turned out. Or not lucky, but we got we protected ourselves enough to where we were good. Yeah. But the time was the only thing that sucked. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was. Yeah, it was just unfortunate because yeah. we were actually supposed to close on that house the day before Your my wedding. wife and I got married. Yeah. And we had to push that till right after the honeymoon, and then we yep. got back from the honeymoon, and still wasn't ready. Still wasn't ready. Yeah. And so we had to push it again. Yeah. And, and we, how many times did we push it? Like three or four times. Push it three times. Three yeah. times. And then, and then, then finally we had to cut it. Yeah. yeah cut it switched everything up and got a different house yep right yeah probably a good thing yep. you know there's this oh God, i've said this so many times recently and my friends that are listening are gonna laugh at me but 
You ever heard the the very last talk that Steve Jobs gave? Have you ever listened to it? I haven't. Okay. I don't know why no one has heard this. No one has heard it. But it's an incredible talk. You should look it up sometime. He spoke at Harvard. Um, it was the last time he spoke like publicly. I, I believe it was anyways. Um, and in the speech, he talks about connecting dots in your life. So he says that in his life, what he realized is you can never connect the dots of what's happening in your life looking forward. You sure. can only connect the dots looking backwards. So like in your scenario, I'm thinking in the moment, we're like, man, this sucks, this sucks, this yeah. sucks. But it turns out it was actually probably for the better. Oh, yeah. We don't know what would have happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe the house would flood all the time. And maybe sure. Maybe there would have been violent people there. I don't know. Yep. You know what I mean? There's no telling what would have happened. But for some reason, it didn't work out. So the dot was connected for you to buy the house you have now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, God worked it all out. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to me. It's kind of cool to me. And I think that really is how life works. Yeah. You think you're wasting your time or you think something bad is happening, but really it could be a good thing and you just don't know it. Absolutely. We're so set to like be like, whatever's happening in the moment's bad, it's bad, all oh, this sucks, but actually it could be a good thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and I think it's easy to just get that mentality going through life and anything. For but sure. Not just yeah. buying a house. I mean, buying a house is a process. Yeah. And and it's difficult and yeah. you've got to be able to just take what comes and make a decision and move forward. But I mean, it's that way in anything in life. Yeah. And I, th- I heard this guy say this the other day, and I thought it was fascinating. You know Gary Vee is? I don't. Okay. Um, he said he passed up on investing in Uber the first round of the investments. Yeah. And so at the time, he was investing like twenty five or 50, 50 grand into companies. Wow. Um, that $50,000 investment today, I think he said, would have been $950 million. Yeah. Um, and he was good friends with the guy who started Uber, even when he was inve- like offering it to him. And he said, everybody says to him, oh, my gosh, a big loss there, man. That sucks. And he goes, he said, I've never regretted it. He said, the only reason is I don't know what would have happened if I made that investment. He was like, I could have made that investment, been a billionaire, and then gone on speaking engagement in China and got hit by a bus. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what would have happened. Yeah. And I was like, that's a beautiful way to look at things. Yeah. To me, that's like one of the most impactful things I've listened to recently because I'm like, okay. Now, every time something happens, maybe that's – if it's negative, yeah. maybe it's actually a positive I don't know about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, I don't know. Even even like getting in a car accident, let's say. Got in a car accident, should I be mad or should I say maybe I got in this car accident because if I would have waited, I would have got killed by another car accident. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you yeah. don't know. You really don't. So, there's really – how do you know if something's negative? Yeah, I think there's you know something I mean? about living in uh, – a little bit of content, con- contentment, contentment. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, if you're if you're always needing more, yeah. Then once you get more, it won't be enough. Agreed. So. So living in contentment, but also not being satisfied. Exactly. Right. Yep. You yeah. always you got to continue to push yourself. Yeah. Even when you even if you hit your goals, I mean, I I like to personally set my goals very high Same for here. myself. Very high too. I I expect more on myself than yep. anybody else will ever expect out of me. Yep. And so a lot of times I personally don't hit my goals. Same here. Yep. But I would say sometimes I probably hit something higher than somebody else would have hit. Yeah, or higher than a lower goal you would have put. Yeah. Right. And and I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, kind of like uh, Grant Cardone's 10x rule. 10x rule. Yeah. And I mean anything you think you can do. Multiply it by ten, yeah. and then try and achieve it. Yeah, which is insane so, to try. So, like yeah. for me, I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> you know, my goals are already high. If I do ten x, I'm gonna go nuts. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's very true though. What drives you? What drives Dakota? Just want to be the best I can be. 
What does that mean, though? Do I ask tough questions? No. Kind of? Okay. No. I'm just on the spot. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. There's only millions of people watching. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, what drives me is just, I, I mean, I I set the bar high, and I don't know if that's something about how I was raised and that hmm. things were just always ex- expected or um, I was just held at a different standard growing yeah. up. Um, but... I set the bar high for myself, and I I really know that s- something special is going to happen someday if I keep working hard, keep pushing for my goals, and keep trying to reach new limits. Agreed. So, and I don't know, like, like I was saying earlier, just setting the bar high and not being con- uh, content. Yeah. Man, yeah. I'm just struggling with that word today. That's good. <laughs> but I can say rule. Rule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... I mean, and that's how I'll, I'll continue to be always, I mean, especially with this investing thing. I mean, this is something that I want to turn into um, not just my everyday lifestyle, but um, my retirement and um, just something to get me through life. And I'd, I'm, I'm kind of I'm willing to give up extra now mm-hmm. to do to do well, make smart decisions in the future so that in the future. I won't have to work as hard. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So what's your long-term goal of investing? What do you want to do with it? I want to get to the point where I'm financially independent. What does that mean, though? Where my wife and I do not have to work if we do not want to. And do you have a number in your head of like what you need for that? I don't. Okay. I don't have a specific number. Do you have a specific amount of units or anything or houses that you want or not really? I've, g- I've got some ideas and... One time I showed it to my wife, and she laughed. <laughs> really? But this was right after I uh, got her to agree to living in a, uh, a duplex. A basically. duplex. Yeah. And uh, so we're getting there. I I would I would like to get a lot of cash flow coming in. Yeah. Um, over five grand a month. Okay. Would be a good starter. Yeah. Um, obviously, my, my, my goal is higher than that, but I know right. uh, currently that would – make it to where we wouldn't have to work but yeah. uh i'd like to get to that point and that's then kind of reassess yeah yep that's cool when do you think you'll buy your next property what's your goal i guess timeline <laughs> six to eight months really yeah that's awesome okay um, well though like i i said we closed on september 12th yeah and kind of thinking about doing trying to get into maybe um, an off-market deal yeah. that's not where I don't have to get a loan on it, maybe yep. some seller financing. Yep. And then possibly looking at uh, a year from when we close on our house, trying to get into another property. And I'm trying to talk my wife into <laughs> allowing us to move a year after we moved into so our first house. take that one and then move into the next one and rent out the one you have. Yep. And then yeah. at that point, we'd have three properties if all goes well. Sweet. I think it's a good plan. Yeah, my my thing is minimum of one house a year. That's yeah. where I'm at at the moment. I try to buy one house a year minimum. However, my ultimate goal is to have 100 doors. Yeah. That's my ultimate investing goal. I don't I don't have a timeline for that. It might take me 35, 40 years. I don't really care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, just try to get there. That's my goal is 100 houses. So yeah. if I could pull that off, and also my goal is to have 100 houses paid off. Yeah. Would be my ultimate goal, ultimate goal, you know? Because if you could do that, you'd be do whatever the hell you want yep. pretty much 
I want to be financially independent by 35. 35? Why yeah. 35? Because by then, my kids will probably start hitting the age of getting into school. Okay. I don't have any kids at the moment. Yeah. But Think I'm, you will soon? Yeah. Yeah. Not not soon, soon, but... Next couple of years? Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably start having kids. Des- Destiny's in nursing school right now. So Can't wait for her to finish first. Yeah. Yeah. So she, as soon as she gets a job, then she can't get a job because she's pregnant. I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> get, get her in a job, get those benefits. Yeah. And, uh, maternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Get those benefits, baby. That's hilarious. Okay, so what's your goal with your career? Is, what do you want to do with that? Do you want to just make as much money as you can on what you're doing now as far as career-wise and invest on in real estate and just do that? Or would you rather try to move up in your job as well? What do you think? So as far as my career... I've kind of always been one to do whatever it takes yeah. type of thing. I mean, going through college with two different colleges and multiple jobs and just constantly working and working and working. I don't really care what I'm doing. I just want to do whatever's the best thing for me in that moment. And uh, so right now I actually work for Schwann's. Yep. And so I deliver food, sell food, and... I, I wanted to get into some some type of sales. Okay. And so that's kind of what directed what me to that, that route. Yep. So I wanted to get into um, just communicate more with people. I like being around people. Yeah. And I wanted to get into sales. I've never been in sales before. And so um, I'm doing that now. And then uh, I think it's going to come to a point where I'm going to want more money. And I'll end up going somewhere else probably. think so. Or moving up maybe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Well, um, I don't really know what else we can talk about. <laughs> I'll draw the blank on what time is it here. 9.03. Okay, we should probably wrap this thing up. Well, Dakota, thanks for being here, man. If anybody Absolutely. that's uh, watching this and wants to get in touch with you or maybe they have a property they want to sell to you, yeah. some stuff I find, hey, you never know. Yeah. could happen, right? Um, or they maybe just want to learn a little bit about what you've done or maybe they want to be a bull rider, something like that. What's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, so you can get a hold of me. You can message Instagram. me on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'll you, put those handles in here for you. You can call so. or text me. Um, the number is 208 610 Give it right out. Say it again. 610 Okay. That's a 208 area code. 208? Yep. Idaho. Nebra- oh, is that Idaho? Yeah. I was going to say Nebraska. Nebraska's 308, right? Yep. Or the 380. I don't know. 308, I think. Okay. Well, yeah. thanks for thanks for being here, man. One Absolutely. other question for you. Are you still doing bull riding? Uh, so, I think you'll do any more of it? I don't know. You know, I, I told you, semi-retired. Yeah. Uh, the last time you saw me was yep. the last time I got on, actually. Okay. And I chose not to ride a lot this uh, spring because I didn't want to get hurt and jeopardize my job when I was teaching. Yeah. And then summer came around and I was getting Wedding. married. Yeah. Didn't want to break my leg. Have yeah. To hobble down the aisle. Yeah. And then after that, uh, we've been dealing with this house and yeah. me getting a new job. And so um, there's there's a lot of risk that comes with bull riding. And so, um, and, and I, I haven't been riding good the last year probably. Why? I don't know. And I don't know if it's all the other things I got going on. Too much stuff in your mind maybe? I have no idea. Yeah. I, I think there's a, there's a different mentality you have to have to be successful bull riding. You got to be freaking insane is what you got to be. Well, yeah, there's part of that. <laughs> no, you you have to be very determined. Yeah. I mean, you cannot second guess yourself. You cannot um, 
be worried about other things and you can't be worried about getting hurt i'm sure yeah yeah Hmm. so So maybe in the future maybe yeah maybe i if i go back to it i'll probably go hard but yeah i'm not going to go back to it unless i'm real focused on it focused yeah that makes sense cool thanks for doing this man appreciate it see you guys later see you next time all right in this thing here Hey guys, thanks so much for watching this episode of the podcast. If you made it to this part of the video, it means you made it all the way through the podcast, and I really appreciate that. I would love for you to do me a favor, and if you're in the area, I would love for you to drop a comment, share this as well, and tell me who you think I should interview next or who you would love to see on the podcast and learn more about. And I'll do my best to get them on the show. Or if you have a connection, get me in contact with them. We will get them on this podcast, guys. Thanks so much for watching. And last, lastly, the only way this podcast is even possible is through my personal real estate business. So if you know anybody that's looking at buying or selling or investing in the Black Hills area, please give me a call, shoot me a text, or shoot me a message here, a direct message. You can get me on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all those platforms, at Christian Morrison SD. The rest of my um, contact information will be in the description of this video. So thanks so much for watching, guys. I really appreciate it. We'll see you on the next episode.